Sunday today, Be'ez HaShem, it's Ashkocha Pratis Day today. I must tell you that um, over the last few days, I mentioned this to one of the Heiliger Tamidim in America, and he said to me that, after a few days, I spoke to him already uh, afterwards, he said to me, wow, all of a sudden I'm thinking in a different way, like, oh, that's Ashkocha Pratis, that's Ashkocha Pratis. It changes your whole mindset, it really, really does. I have to say, Rabbi Sai, the emails are coming in. Uh, I've yet to find any of you sending in an email, so Rabbi said, please send me in office at basedovid.com send in an email with Ashkocha Protest we're going to read them in She okay we're going to read them in She it's going to be very very smart. I have a bunch to tell you today I want to start with my own uh, because a lot of people are asking what, what defines Ashkocha Protest what Lemaise is Ashkocha Protest right so it's impossible to give an exact answer but I think with a few examples may possibly help you first of all we have to understand to really realize that the Rabboni Shlonim is Kaviyochel holding our hand wherever we go, whatever we do, is really a tremendous thing. It's an amazing thing to realize that every event in our lives, not always are we zoicha to see the end result, not always are we zoicha to see the Rabbanshom's hand, but sometimes we are, sometimes we get a little bit of an inkling, we get a little bit of an insight into like, oh wow, I realize now that if I wouldn't have not done that, then I would have been somewhere else right now. Everything changes. We sometimes can look back in our own life and see our own lives and say, wow, look where we are now, it's because of A, B, C, and now we're at D. So everything is a hashkocha process, everything is a sequel. Right? The way the Rebunshah runs the world, sometimes we get to see, not always, but sometimes we get to see. The Chayr Salavavis writes, and this is really where we're getting to, there's a Mordekash Chayr Salavavis, and it's in Shara B'china. Shara B'china is the most incredible, incredible Shara. They all are. But this one is just so incredibly penetrating that it changes a person's perspective of life because it goes to how the Rabbanshom created the world and how everything you see the Rabbanshom in the world. As I state the Chavis Alvavis Shara Pechina. So he writes that the miracles that the Rabbanshom showed through his hand and the change of nature, the ways of the world, are the most incredible things. And the purpose of all of these things, says the Chavis Alvavis, is ultimately for us to believe in the Rabbanshom. So again, this reiterates, this goes again to say what we said last time on Thursday, where we discussed that, what is Ashkocha Protest? Why are we doing this, right? Sometimes people say, such a babyish thing. Well, you're learning Ashkocha Protest in Yeshiva. What are you, back in seventh grade again? You know, come on, seriously? But it's such a toast, it's such a mistake. It really is. Maybe in a Hanamu, when we were little kids, we should have learned it, and maybe we did, but maybe on a low level. But now we see things in a different light. And the idea of, as I said to you, of these, you know, series of this initiative is really to train ourselves throughout our lives that the Rebunshom runs everything, every single sequence, every single event, every single minuscule of our lives. And eventually when you start to see the Ashkocha Protest, and I told you, I've already spoken to someone literally in the last three days from Thursday to today, who's already testified that, oh wow, I, the more I think of it, the more I see Ashkocha Protest in my life. And that really is what we're doing over here. And that's how Choshev this actually is. Ravik Damela this is a beautiful idea. He says, if you look at many of the parishes in the Torah, they start with a vav. Many of the parishes start with a vav. The first word of the parasha starts with a vav. What's pshat? Vav means and. So it's almost like a continuation. It's a new parasha. Why does it start with a vav? So Vig the Miller's that Sal answers that we have to realize it's a message for our own lives. Everything's a continuation. From the beginning of Bereshis all the way until the Zaysa Bracha, it's one big continuation. And therefore, from the moment the Rabbanshim created the world until today, until today, it's one big continuation. The Rabbanshim is running the world, pulling the strings, directing everything. It's the most incredible idea for a person to read. It reminds me of a man's like a Somebody asked a very wealthy man, 
extremely wealthy man. How did you become wealthy? Tell me the secret. How is it? You're such a wealthy guy. How do you do it? Everybody, who doesn't want to know the secret, right? Everybody wants to know the secret of wealth. These wealthy people, like, how did they get there? So somebody had the audacity of asking such a guy, how did you become wealthy? Do you know what he said? He said, I'll tell you what I did. I went to the marketplace one day. I didn't have much money on me. I had a few pennies. So I managed to get an apple. I got an apple. So I took this apple. I started shining it and, you know, really making it look beautiful and shiny. And then I went around the market selling. Anybody want a beautiful, fresh, shiny apple? And a lot of people said, oh yeah, it's really nice. Well, I'll take it. So I sold it for a few more pennies, right? I took the extra money and I went back to the apple guy and I bought some more apples. And I shined those. And before you know it, I had already a stall at the marketplace. And he says, this guy's listening. He's like, that's incredible. That's amazing. That's how you made all the money? He said, no, actually, I married a very, very wealthy girl and I inherited all the money that my father-in-law had. Right? Boom. There it is. Like, sometimes we think we are not, you know, this is because of this, this is because of this, and then the bunch of comes along and changes everything. And we have to realize that everything comes by process. So, what I want to do today, I'm not reading out the emails, although we got emails in, but I want to tell you my own personal stories that I've been writing myself. I can't preach over here about, you know, recording Ashkoch process. I'm not doing it myself. So, I started myself... Um, some of you probably know these stories, but I want to reiterate them because I want to bring them into the shit because I really want to show that some of them are not earth-shattering stories. And I told you, it doesn't necessarily mean we have to open up an art scroll book and say, ooh, that's an art scroll Hashkacha protest story book worthy. It could be just a regular event in our lives. And again, like I said, just to think of these things and go through your week. I did this with my kids on Shabbos. What happened this week that was Ashkocha protest? In the beginning, it was like, I don't know about Ashkocha protest stories. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, hold on a minute. Actually, I do. So I want to mention to you a couple of them that I've been writing down myself. I've mentioned this to before, but I want to mention it again. Number one, I was on the plane on the way to New York. And, you know, the best stories happen on the plane. My son, Tainas, that his Rosh Hashiva only takes taxis in Eretz Yisrael just to get the taxi stories. <laughs> That's what he Tainas. But, um, I don't know. But anyway, so I was on the plane. Normally, the truth is, you know, I'm, I think I, I mentioned it before the plane. I mentioned it before I went on this trip. And I said, you know, all these stories on the plane, how come it never happens to me? Maybe the truth is, they do, but you don't realize it. You know, some people are just more, I guess, aware. So this time I was looking out. I've got to come back with a story. I've got to come back to you with a story. So Baruch Hashem, what happened? As I met this very Hoshiva Israeli Rosh Hashiva, a young guy, he opened up a yeshiva, a very good yeshiva. We're in touch, actually, Adel Yemaseh. And um, he starts talking to me. Now, most of you know me already by now. I don't like people talking to me on a plane, right? I normally have headphones and I put it on even without anything playing whatsoever. Just so no one should talk to me. I've got a lot of work to do on the plane. Is that I, I like, leave a lot of things. Okay, this will do on the plane. This on the plane. I come to the plane with like a stack of stuff. Like hopefully get to it. And then I realize when they tell us that like, we're landing. Like, no, please. We need more time, right? Everyone's like, yes, we're landing. I'm like, no, I need extra time. Because I haven't managed to finish everything. Anyway, so I meet this Israeli guy. And he starts schmoozing to me and schmoozing to me and schmoozing to me. And then he asks to see the brochure of Yeshiva. He wants to see the video of Yeshiva and the website. And I'm like, what do I need this for? Seriously, I have so much to do. I'm thinking to myself, why? What, what do I need this for? Like he sat next to me. Why did it happen? What's pshat? And he starts telling me he has a problem with his credit card. I don't know. What about this? What about that? I don't know. Anyway, I get my car. My rental car. I think it was from Thrifty. The cheapest one I could find. And I am driving out, it was like 5.30 in the morning, I needed to get to a Nate's Minion so I could start the day. And I'm um, driving out and I see this guy standing there with his suitcase as, you know, before at the barrier when they let you out with your car. He's standing there. 
So I rolled down the window, is everything okay? He said, no, it's a big, I've got a big problem. My credit card doesn't work. They will not let me rent a car. How am I going to go? So I said, you know, maybe I'll come and help you. So I went inside to the car rental, because he doesn't speak a word of English, the guy. I don't know how he comes to it. I love these people. They come to America, not a word of English, and off they go, right? They're ready to collect money. It's unbelievable. It's mama Shnoya. Anyway, so I go in there, and I'm like, trying to help him. Maybe you want this credit card. I'll use my credit card. And the guy there at the counter is like, what? You're going to use your credit card? You know this guy? No, we just met on the plane. Well, you can use your credit card to help him. I said, well, it's a year. What's the difference? We'll help him out, right? Didn't work. No, it has to be his credit card. No chance. Not going to work. Brand new credit card. He didn't activate it yet. Okay. You know what? I said to the guy, do me a favor. Come with me in the car. Bring your suitcase. We'll go Daven. And uh, you'll go to the local bank and we'll figure out the credit card and you'll make it work. Fine. He says, thank you so much. In the car, he says, we have our course at home to you. I'm going to take you to Do you have a particular minion that you want to go to? I said, no, I don't care. I normally go to Landau's, whatever. What's the difference? I'll go to any minion. I don't care. So he says, come with me to a Sephardi shul. I'll introduce you to some future donors for your yeshiva. I said, beautiful. What can I have better than that? I said, Mamish, that's what happened. I got to the shul. He introduced me. It happens to be that one guy came over to me and says to me, are you, are you, do you speak on Torah anytime? You know? So this guy's looking at me and thinking, I put you here. I thought no one knows you. And they know you, but Baruch Hashem. The Maisi introduced me to some amazing, amazing, amazing people. And Mamish Bashkoch here I am. I met this guy afterwards. I took him back to the airport with his suitcase to go get a rental car, whatever. Baruch Hashem, he figured him out. But we're still in touch today. He actually saw the clip of the, uh, the music video. He sent it to me. Anyway, so uh, that was Mamish Bashkoch That was unbelievable. That was pure Hashkoch I met this guy, and now we have more friends of Yeshiva. I think that's unbelievable. That's number one. Number two. I mentioned this one to you as well. There's a particular guy in Lakewood that I was trying to get hold of, right? A very, very chash of a yid. And uh, I wanted to give him the schus of helping out yeshiva. After all, it's a tremendous schus to help out yeshiva. It's, it's who's supporting who, right? It's mamish holding up the orin. The orin held you. You didn't hold up the orin, right? It's not that you're helping the yeshiva. The yeshiva's helping you. But anyway, so this guy's a chash of a yid. Very, very nice fellow. I wanted to get hold of him and he's a busy guy. So I'm in Lakewood, only for, I was in Lakewood, what was it, for two days, I think, no? A day and a half, two days. I like to spend more time normally in Lakewood. I like Lakewood, right? I like Lakewood. So I like to spend a little bit more time there normally, but I didn't have so much chance this time because we were spending a lot of time in Brooklyn. Anyway, so I text this guy, maybe I can see you. Right now I'm not, in, I'm not at home, I'm not in the office. It was, it, was, it was almost impossible. I'm in a restaurant with two very Yidin who you know, right? Ah, two very Hoshvitamidim who I love daily, and I try always to go out with them when I'm there. And we're sitting in this restaurant, and I have to go to the airport because I need to get to JFK. JFK is a long way from Lakewood, right? It's an hour and a half, right? Barrack an hour and a half. I want to give myself two hours because of traffic. There was traffic. I didn't want to, you know, have any problems. And um, so I texted the guy about half an hour before I met Lakewood. I'm, I'm about to leave Lakewood. This is my last chance. I don't know if I'm going to come back to America for another who knows how long, you know. So, Lemaisa, do you have a few minutes to see me? So what does he text me back? I'm sitting in the restaurant that you're in right now. And I'm just like, what? Isn't this unbelievable? What? There are a few restaurants in Lakewood, right? There isn't like one or two. Can I know her? There's a few restaurants in Lakewood, right? But out of all the restaurants, out of all the times, it wasn't even like a fancy restaurant. I don't have to say which one it was. It was a good restaurant. Good Heksha. Right? Good Heksha. So, Akaponim, there he is. He's standing over there, and I'm thinking to myself, I, which, which wealthy guy is going to want to speak to you in the middle of a restaurant? So, sure, no problem. Let's sit down and have a schmooze. It was unbelievable. That, you cannot get... If you, that's not Ashkoch protest. What is? It's just the most unbelievable thing. I'll tell you another story as well. Fellow calls me. A woman calls me on Erev Shabbos a few weeks ago. Um, she's a balas chuva. And I deal with a lot with her family, with her and her husband, different shailas that come up, different things. So she has the following Shaila. What's the Shaila? Shaila is her sister is married to a goy. 
live in America. She lives over here in Eretz Yisrael. And the question was that her brother-in-law, this guy, is coming to Eretz Yisrael, is coming to Tel Aviv on business, and he was staying for Shabbos in a hotel, and he had invited them for Shabbos. I'd like to invite you, and never see you, the kids, it's so nice. I'll, come to, I'll invite you to the hotel, I'll pay all the expenses, come to the hotel. So she's like, Rabbi, I know this is a really far shot, but can we eat in the hotel's hachsha in Tel Aviv for Shabbos? So I, you know, asked a few questions about the hachsha, whatever it was, the master was basically no hachsha. So I'm really, really sorry. In, in, in previous times, I had given certain eterim for them when their parents come, whatever, I'm not going into it now, but certain times require for certain eterim. But I said, I'm, this time, I, I, cannot, I cannot help you. To eat Shabbos food, you know, meat, chicken, everything in this hotel with zero hachsha whatsoever, I, I probably can't do it. I felt really, really bad. She's like, Rabbi, you know what that means? That means I'm going to have to bring all my own food. It's really embarrassing. To the hotel, to fancy, upscale hotel. Come with my own food to the meal. It's not schmuck. So I'm really sorry. I just cannot help you. There's nothing I could do. So she said, fine. She was macabre. No problem. That's the psat. That's what I'm going with. That was the last I heard of it until about a couple of weeks later. The husband calls me up. says, Rabbi, I must tell you the end of the story. What's the end of the story? The end of the story was that they got to the hotel in Tel Aviv right before Shabbos. I mummish for 45 minutes, whatever it was. They didn't want to spend too much time hanging around over there. And they get to the hotel, they get to the checkout, um, whatever you check in. And the lady behind the desk says, do you have the corona tests for the kids? So she's like, what, corona tests for the kids? I need corona tests for my kids? So it was too late to, you know. Anyway, so, um, so she said, I don't have corona tests for the kids. Well, what should I do? You cannot come in this hotel. You cannot stay in this hotel without Corona test. It's out of Shabbos. So half an hour before Shabbos. What do you want us to do? Stop. Tell them it. I can't go back to Yishalayim now. It's too late. So what are you meant to do? So that's what I did. We'll rent an apartment. We'll find an Airbnb. Maybe close by. We'll stay nearby. We'll walk to the hotel. We'll say good Shabbos. We'll say hello to him. Whatever. So they quickly find an Airbnb close to the hotel. It's mummish 20 minutes before Shabbos. They manage to locate one. They drive there. They get in there. And they realize, Gavaldik. And then it hits them. Do you realize that we have all of the food for Shabbos? That if we wouldn't have asked the Shaila, or we wouldn't have listened to the answer, we would have had zero food for Shabbos right before Shabbos. Too late to go and buy anything. Everything's closed. We would have had nothing to eat the entire Shabbos. But because, and the, and the, the husband told me, we weren't even going to ask the Shaila, right? Yeah, it's vacation. Huh? Vacation is a special idea. You know? We decided, absolutely not. We are going to bring all the food. And because they brought all the food, Mamish Bashkacha Protis, they would have food on Shabbos. Again, you see it in your life. I'll tell you one last thing and we'll finish with this today. And next time we'll go through all the stories, right? The emails that are coming in. And this is, again, a very, very simple one. I had to go and visit Yeshiva for my son. Yeshiva Gedola, right? Somebody recommended you go. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to go to visit Yeshiva Gedola. Like, what am I going to see? I'm going to see you guys learning. Wow. I'm going to know if this is the right Yeshiva for my son. How am I going to figure this out? Right? I said, you know what? I was advised. I'm going. So I go. I walk into this just can I know, it looks beautiful, everyone's sitting and learning. That's yeshiva, right? So what, what, what else am I meant to look at? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm sitting right at the back, I open up a safe because obviously I have to learn something, right? And what am I doing here? What is the purpose of my visit right now? How am I going to see if this is a good yeshiva for my son? And then I heard English. For the son, I'm hearing English. Like, hold on a minute, you know, the ear picks up. With all the Hebrew, you pick up English. And I picked up English. I'm like, hold on a second, someone here is speaking English. So I go closer and closer. I see two boys are speaking English. I said, you guys are American, you're American, whatever, you speak, you speak English? Yeah, sure. Can you help me? Sure, no problem. Which yeshiva did you go to? I asked them. And they said, the same yeshiva katana that my son was coming out of. 
And I said, this is unbelievable. One of the just hundreds of Bochum in the space Medrash. They're speaking English. They come from the same yeshiva that my son came from, which means they understand where he's coming from. They understand the yeshiva, what he's looking for. So that is Ashkoch HaPratis. Can I get better than that? Rabbi say, sometimes these things happen to us all the time. The small things, big things. But when you learn to think about it, when you learn to focus on it, it changes your life in the fact that you see that the Rebunshim is running the world. The Rebunshim is running our lives. Everything that happens is because of the Rebunshim. The Rebunshim said, please, send me in stories. Next week in Mitzvah we're going to read these stories. Office at basedovid.com. Please send them in. Mitzvah next week we'll read them. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.